And without further ado, it is time for the Fan Focus. All righty, first up, we go to the morning show where you just heard that emphatic rant from Anthony Lima from earlier this week. Today, Ken and Lima talked about the NBA's in-season tournament that they're rolling out and the schedule that was released yesterday. This feels forced. An in-season tournament with the NBA feels forced because I saw the schedule and I know it's group play, but I'm just going, it's just basketball game. We're all talking about this being a tournament. It's just a schedule. It's just basketball games in the regular season. Their group play schedule was announced Friday, November 3rd, which is basically right after the beginning of the season, is it not? So Friday, November 3rd, then November 17th, then November 21st, and November 28th, they're at Indianapolis, taking on Detroit, at Philadelphia, taking on Atlanta, at home, whatever. And I'm thinking, this is change for change's sake, and I think it sucks. I think it's a dumb idea. Well, so I guess you I, have defended it. Yeah, so help I, me. I've help defended me. it. I'm trying to have an olive branch, but I'm telling you I've right now, I'm going to go into this because with a horrible attitude. How have they made anything worse? If anything, it's just the same. So what's wrong? There's just no point. What's to wrong? It. Well, I'm looking for. They a are point. playing, so they're playing to try to break up what everybody, almost everybody, is universally accepted is the worst part of the NBA regular season: the doldrums. Right there in November, uh, at, bringing at up that the worst stage. part of the season, regular season basketball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, right. Everybody's complained about it, so now they try to fix it. I'm not everybody. I mean, I remember everybody tried to bitch about baseball speeding up the game, and in fact, you were one of those that was chief among the people who said this is change just to make change. It's not going to add anything, and boom, nine percent attendance increase this year. So I walked that. Have I walked that you, back? You have. And I'm, may, and and I'm maybe, willing to. Maybe you walk this back. Maybe I will, but I can't see myself doing it. I don't think there's any bit of a difference whatsoever. There's a, What do you get if you win? You get the Stern Cup. I'm with Lima on this. I, I, I Initially, when they rolled this out, I thought it was quirky. I thought it was weird. I was kind of with Ken initially where it was like, what's the point of this? But when you really think about it, to Lima's, to Lima's argument, what does it hurt? What does it hurt to insert something sort of gimmicky and fun like this into the regular season at a time of year where, to, to, to Lama's point, we're not really paying as much attention to the NBA because the NFL is on. we got college football. So they're trying to sort of make themselves stand out a little bit. They're trying to do something different. We know this works in the Premier League and in soccer leagues across the world. So I'm okay with them giving it a shot. I'm, I, I'm not necessarily going to go into it like, freaking out and being like, oh, Cavs got to win. And I hope, you know, I'm, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not prognosticating anything. I'm not going to make Nick this huge deal out of it necessarily. But I can at least wrap my head around, let's see what it looks like. Let's give it a try. It might be fun. And in the end, we might look back and be like, okay, this is a cool thing that people are actually engaged with and it can stick around. So I can't blame the NBA for trying something different. I'm, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. On we go to Baskin and Phelps. Who we're talking about, if you had to build the Browns roster from scratch with just five players, you get Deshaun Watson and Miles Garrett to start, but who are your other three? Here's what their rosters looked like. We're going through a little exercise here, and we just kind of thought, if you're looking to build a football team for this year, and you could pick five members of the Browns to be on that team, which five would it be? And we quickly just decided, and you can't, we're assuming everybody would take Miles Garrett and Deshaun Watson, so they're out. So we were going through three guys, and I picked Nick Chubb and Joel Batonio, although I could make the argument why you wouldn't take Nick 
because you can go get a running back somewhere. But I think Nick is so special that that's what you do. Andy took Joel Batonio and Nick Chubb. And Menigan took Nick Chubb and Wyatt Teller. So then we went to our last guy. After some debate, and I'll I'll give you the other guys in a minute, I went Denzel Ward. Andy went Juan Thornhill. And I, I'll give you a little bit of background, too, on why I took because I easily could have went Denzel Ward. So I'm not trying to backtrack. Oh, I, know. I just thought, one, for the sake of argument, I think it's kind of fun. Two, I like watching Warren, uh, Juan Thornhill play. And three, I think, you know, when you're talking about a guy that knows how to win Super Bowls, um, he's got two. I mean, I, I just think... I don't. I like him. I like his attitude. I like to watch him play, and um, I think he can cross the finish line when it comes to winning the Super Bowl. So that was the rationale I had. Behind the him. only. What was it with the clean sweep of taking Nick Chubb? I'm sorry, Nick Chubb, tremendous player, my favorite bronze player. In fact, I love Nick Chubb. But if I was starting an organization from scratch right now, and I had my GM hat on here, there's no chance I'm starting my team by taking Nick Chubb. I'm just not. They said, you get Deshaun Watson, you get Miles Garrett. Okay, I'm with them on taking an offensive lineman. I'd probably lean Joel Batonio, but I don't know. I might take Wyatt Teller because he's a couple years younger and you can get more out of him. But I definitely want an offensive lineman because that's important to both your quarterback and whatever type of running game you're going to have. I would probably take Denzel Ward because on defense, if you can have a corner that takes away half the field and a pass rusher, you're setting yourself up pretty pretty well. And then I'm probably taking a receiver. I, I think I'm probably leaning Elijah Moore, and that's the direction I would go with it. Younger guy who's got a lot of potential. Something along those lines. But I'm not taking Nick Chubb, as Blasphemous says that might be to some. And I'm certainly not taking Juan Thornhill like Baskin did. Sorry. I, safeties just do not matter as much in the NFL today. Why would I build my team with a safety? Come on now. And we move on to number three. Afternoon drive, Nick sharing a story that I can relate to about his daughter's birthday party. I did not think it was important when Ness, my wife, came to me yesterday and said, hey, can you get these uh, invites in the mail for our daughter's birthday party? Because I was like, well, the birthday party is over a month away. Ness comes to me yesterday. It's like, hey, I need, it was 15 invites, by the way. 15 invites because I, I used 15 to the 20 stamps I had to go buy. But yesterday, I had a lot on the plate. We were kind of preparing for a big interview, and so I was prepping for that. Yeah, big interview. Big interview. How'd it go? TBD. But so I had that going on. We had a, we had, we had a couple things we wanted to make sure we took care of before the show, so I just honestly forgot to do it before work. And I kind of forgot that you could get you know, the, the stamp booklets at like giant eagle which is where i went and got it today but yesterday during the show vanessa's like oh my god i forgot about the invites and i'm like nah they're in my bag it's fine okay that's not what i said but i was accused of lying because i said i've got it beautiful i've got it handled beautiful is exactly what i said and then when i got home they were still in my bag to which she she declared that i lied is that a lie because i wasn't saying I, i have already gotten it handled I'm saying I've I'm got it I was going through the list of times that this exact scenario has happened to me at home. Uh, can I just say, I think this, there's never maybe been a, a more relatable segment for men in general than that segment right there, especially married men. But if you're dating somebody, I think it's the same thing. 
I can't tell you the number of times that something like that has happened to me. My wife has said, hey, I want you to do this thing. Okay, I will do it. And on her time frame, doing it means in that in that instant, right then and there, when she said do it, she wants you to do it within that t- a certain time frame, like within, I don't know, 24 hours or that afternoon or the, by the end of that day. And in my mind, I'm like, she wants me to do this. Okay, I can do it tomorrow. I'll have this window of time tomorrow when I'm home and I'm not working on something where I can I can do this. So I'll just do it tomorrow. And then it leads to this whole thing. We fight. We make up. But I let her down. I 100% related to every single word. I was hanging on every word of that conversation because it's happened to me too many times. It's a guy thing. Every single guy felt that one, Nick, myself included. Let's go on to back to the morning show. Ken and Lima debating whether or not they would take Deshaun Watson or Jalen Hurts. As I heard Elliot Shore Park say those those words, I started thinking, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts coming out of the draft. I liked him at Oklahoma and Alabama before that. My whole thing of it is, is that okay? We talk about we talk about the success. Philadelphia is a much better team than anything Deshaun Watson played with, and I know he played with some very talented players at Houston. I think that he played with a very talented football team. Is Nick Sirianni a better head coach than Bill O'Brien? Well, for a while, Bill O'Brien was known as one of the better football coaches in, in football, and things went belly up. Does that mean he's a bad football yeah, coach? Yeah, and Nick Sirianni I think it's is, fair to say yeah. yeah. Is, is Nick Sirianni automatically better right now? I don't know if that's the case. But I still, I think I would line up. I think you would probably line up. I think everybody in Cleveland would line up and still take Deshaun Watson over Jalen Hurts. But I want to know from people, are we lying to ourselves about it? I would take Watson. Um, I get it that Jalen Hurts ran the most efficient offense, I think, last year in the NFL. Uh, We wondered how much of that was the system. That's not to take anything away from Hurts, who operated that system to a T. But I can't, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo operated a system in in San Francisco, and I vouched for it. Uh, And so... The, all the numbers are there last year with I'm, 22 touchdown passes is not really going to jump out, but he did have 13 touchdown rushes. You know, he also rushed for 760 yards last year. That's that's a big part, and I think you're going to see that with Deshaun Watson. I think statistically Deshaun Watson uh, would not be shocked if he has a better season than Jalen Hurts next year. I'd still take Watson. It's close because there's the – recency bias of what Jalen Hurts did last year, and it's hard to ignore. He was great. He, and listen, I, I, Lima throws out the stats there. It's only 22 passing touchdowns, but he was great on the ground. The system part of it is where I'm held up because I do think that the system he's running, it, it works in the NFL today. It didn't used to. You, you, the running quarterback thing only used to get you so far. Nowadays, you can win that way. And so I'm enticed by the idea of Jalen Hurts. And what he can do and the fact that he did take it to the Super Bowl. He's got more playoff success already than Deshaun Watson. I I, I still think I, I like what Deshaun Watson can do. Again, not just looking at the six-game sample size from last year. Looking at his career as a whole. Where I would lean Deshaun Watson. But it's very, very close in my eyes based on what Jalen Hurts has proven in his first two years in the league. And we wrap up going back to afternoons. The afternoon drive. More a talk on Deshaun Watson this time on his response to Elliot on his tweet about his stats from Elliot Short Parks from uh, camp yesterday. It was LOL cap. So it wasn't like he spent a whole time 
um, explaining or rebutting it. It was just a quick thing. But like to Deshaun, it's just not worth it. Nobody cares. If if you go out there, and it's like for his own peace of mind, if you're going to be reading things tweeted about you, dude, it's going to be a long season, and it's going to make it's going to make it tougher. You're still going to have people chirping about last year. You're still going to have people chirping about the accusations and lawsuits and his suspension. Like, you're going to have people treat you as a villain to some degree, even if it's not as bad as last year. So maybe don't care what a reporter says right. about about practices. I don't care if it is real or not. Like just for your own, like, I don't even care about this to Deshaun the human. Like, just take care of your mentals, man, because this is not like searching your name on Twitter or having that be sent to you. That's not taking care of what you need to take care of. That's getting distracted right. by BS. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And also, like, if, if someone does send it to you, like a friend or something, I'd be like, don't send me stuff. Yeah, yeah, I never, you know, I think that's a really good point. Like, just in general, I don't think good friends do that. Like, if yeah, it's, that's why I, I, well, again, I don't know his, his circle of people that he hangs out with, but I I do believe that you are kind of a product of, of who you hang out with. Yeah, I, I definitely agree you wanna with that. You want to have a tight squad that look out for you. Well, and like, there's the negative stuff of like, hey, this is being said about you in terms of your conduct as a human. That's something you should probably be aware of. And this is just an athletic criticism. This this dude charting your passes in camp and you disagreeing with that. Like, again, it, I don't want it to even come across as a, it's not a criticism. Yeah, and this all goes back to the, the question I've been asking, which is, is Deshaun Watson ready to be the villain? Is he ready for all of that? Um, you know, responding to tweets like this, maybe suggest not. But some guys can do it, some guys can't. LeBron, he tried to do it in Miami didn't really work for him. That wasn't the way he wanted to lead as a as a player in the NBA or as a, as a person. And, yeah, he got a couple titles out of it, but it's just not who some people are. Is Deshaun Watson up for that task? Do you worry at all about Deshaun Watson having to handle being a victim in this league? Also, when we get back, the NFL is going to keep on calling, and it may be too good for Jim Harbaugh to pass up this time. All that and more on Overtime with Jonathan Peterman.